Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of Believe in South Carolina is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, time for Believe in South Carolina. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free on the ground. South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do. Football is officially back, boys and girls. Welcome in. It is September 6th. It is a Tuesday. It is a talking Tuesday. South Carolina, the coaches, the players, they'll be speaking later today, but it's our turn to talk first here on Believe in South Carolina. He's Nick Klaus. He's Marcus Lattimore. I'm Mike Yuva, and we're going to recap what was, look, bottom line is a win is a win. A win is a win. We could take some of the good. We could talk about some of the bad. We could talk about what South Carolina needs to do going into week two. But the bottom line is this. You got to win week one, boys. That's the way I look at it. If not, if you don't win week one, well, we we, we don't want to know what's going to happen. Uh, we, we, we don't even want to uh, visualize that. Mike, we got the win, man. It wasn't pretty. Nick, we got the win. It wasn't. <laughs> what it do was, you think? It wasn't pretty. I mean, the it truth wasn't. is it wasn't pretty. And um, I mean, I wanted, I wanted y'all to get into it first because I just wanted to. I got some <laughs> things I got. I have some things I have to say. And I we'll just, we'll I want to feed off of y'all first, though. No, I mean, it wasn't pretty. I mean, I, the way I'm looking at it as an optimist, they covered the spread. So it was 12 and a half. They covered. They won by 21. So that, and, that's and, uh, uh, what, Marcus? No, no, no. I was just going to say, it's it's not like Georgia State's not a talented team. Don't and get that's, me wrong. And that's the thing. That's what I'm kind of looking at right now is the way I'm looking at this is it was week one. Like you guys said, you need a win in week one. They got it. Okay, mission accomplished. Now we also use week one because we see a list of things that need to be improved. But the great thing about college football is the team you see in week one will not be the team you see at the end of the season. That's true. They have all season to improve. They can work on these things and practice this week before heading to Arkansas. You know, this showed what they got to work on. You know, we talked about it last week with me and Mike. We didn't know what we were going to expect. You know, we've had all the hype. Mm -hmm. We talked all about it, but we had to see a product on the field. We saw it. It wasn't pretty, but it, they got the job done. And there were a lot of good things that I saw, and I think that you guys saw too. And there were some things that need work, and we'll get into all that. Yeah, well, let's get right into it. And uh, if you're listening to me, and the audio is just a little bit off today for me in comparison to the other two guys. I'm working remotely, just got done as we tape this on a Monday night. This is my, my dinner break, if you will. Uh, we're going to make some Gamecock talk in there. That's what we're doing for dinner. So 
Um, you, you you like an energizer bunny, Mike. I don't. I I just just I keeps don't going. know how you do it, and and, and 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 you bring it every time. Well, we'll see if we can bring bring it. in we the got juice. Done. We got we're, we're trying to bring the juice. I'll tell you, we're talking about some juice in a little bit. Juice wells. Oh, he made his debut the other night. We'll talk about juice too. But uh, yeah, we're working remotely. Patriots kick off their seasons. We're back in Boston. Flew back in. I probably left around shoot. 5 30 this morning um on on monday morning we're back quick little trip but it was good to be back there and i say all that because man it was worth it it was worth coming back down for multiple mm. reasons it was so good to see so many people because it was one of those things i couldn't really say at the time so it was good to be able to see so many people the passionate the passion that goes into it marcus we were talking about before we hopped on it's just different there's something special about sec football but something that I want to lead off with guys um, was just the atmosphere. That was incredible. The lights, right? I understand some fans want to just get into the X's on. We, 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 we're going we to do that. There's going to be plenty of that. But I feel like just that atmosphere, it was special. I don't want there to be another day game. I want there just to be night games. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. Now, look, with that all being said, you can have the lights, you can have the music, you can do this and that. Well, in the day, you need to be able to produce on the field. You need to show a good product. And that's the reason I'm leading with that, because I know there's a lot of people today. I know there are a lot of people on Monday, you know, the, the, the Monday morning quarterbacks that are disappointed for X, Y, and uh, Z reasons. I get that. But at the same time, too, realize this. And this is not like one called excuse. Fine. This is an excuse. This is year two, game 14 of a new coach. Okay. You have a new quarterback coming in. I said this even leading into the season. I said it on this platform. I've said it on Gamecock Central that I think this team has the ability to do something special this year, whether that be seven wins in the regular season, whether that be eight wins in the regular season. I still believe that today. But I felt like going into this season, especially the first three games, that this offense was going to have growing pains because you have a new quarterback. Just because you have someone that is very talented doesn't mean it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. I'm going to throw a name out there. I don't know if you guys know his name. He plays quarterback in the NFL. His name's Tom Brady. I don't know if you guys remember how things were with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he started. It was god-awful, to just put it lightly. They won on the win the Super Bowl that year. Now, granted, there's multiple factors that come into that, right? Defense was playing well, but the offense started clicking. So what I'm trying to get at is I'm not saying South Carolina is going to win the SEC or the national championship, go to college football. But what I'm saying is have some patience, have some patience knowing that, look, yes, that's that whole offensive line unit is returning. I get that. But this is the first time Rattler's playing with these guys. He's got to figure out, okay, do I, how do I step up in the pocket in comparison to what I'm used to or when I roll out? So I, I think things are going to be a little challenging early on, especially with Arkansas week two, Georgia week three. But I do feel like this team will figure things out. I do believe, even though it's at Arkansas, I think it's going to be a tough challenge, guys. I do feel like we will see improvements from week one to week two. You know, Mike, I am glad that you start off the way that you started off. Because when I came onto this podcast, I was ready to rip some people apart. I really was. Uh, There's a lot of people that probably want you to. There's probably a lot of people that want you to. So don't hold back. No, no, no. But 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 you frame (laughs) you frame the truth. 
you, 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 that's exactly what you just did. You framed the truth of the matter is that it doesn't matter who you are. When you come into a new situation, quarterback, receiver, defense, what, whatever the, you coming into a whole new scheme, uh, you, you, and another thing that just slips over my mind now as a fan, I hadn't been on the field in forever. Is that, I mean, you just cannot replicate what it's like at game speed. You just can't. You can't replicate 80,000. You can't replicate the, the LED, the, the lights, uh, the new lighting system that we have. And, you know, how the crowd, I mean, just that crowd playing a big factor and, you know, the spirit of Sean Elliott coming in there wanting blood, you know? I mean, he's from Camden, South Carolina. He's a game cop. Uh, all, I mean, you, you factor in all of that. You, you, you frame the truth, but, uh, you know, I, I, I will say this. Um, I was, I, w- I was really surprised at, I was surprised at how we didn't attack more still. You know, particularly with the comments around, you know, you know, from our offensive coordinator about, you know, Spencer Rattler not coming here to 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 run the football. You know, I, mm-hmm. I thought we were going to, uh, you know, you know, at least from my perception going into the game, I thought we were going to attack a little more. So but that was surprising. But no, you I mean, you bring up some great points um, just about. I mean, God, like, I got to be patient. We all got to be patient. I mean, it's. It's just something that but when's that stop time to when's jail? It, Nick and Nick, and I'm sure as a student, you've gone through it, you've seen it. This fan base, they don't want to hear that that P word. They don't want to hear patience. They had to deal with that for multiple seasons, um, especially towards the end of the Will Muschamp era. I understand that. And I'm not saying you need to be patient until we, you know, I keep saying that once we get to week four, right? playing South Carolina State and the Charlottes of the world, all that kind of stuff, right? But it is going to be challenging at the beginning. Um, I I just feel like, Nick, that we're going to see a difference from week one to week two. I really do, just because you can throw on air all you want. You can go up against your own guys all you want. When you take that field for the first time, it's different. The timing changes the timing changes with your routes. The timing changes when you do have a very good front that you were playing in Georgia State, a team that could easily go on to win eight, nine wins this year and compete for a Sun Belt title. So I say all that because, yeah, are they Georgia? No. Are they Arkansas? No, certainly not. But I do feel like for a week one test, this is better to have gone up against a team like this in comparison to an Eastern Illinois like last year. Okay, you got to win. Special teams, we'll get into that a little bit. The offense need to make needs to make some improvements. But I, I still feel like, hey, look, it's week one. If you're having these issues week two, okay, let's talk about it then. Mm-hmm. It's week one. We talked about patience last podcast, the podcast before it. We talked about it all summer. This one game versus Georgia State does not change what we are saying. We are still preaching patience, but I'm not looking at the week one game and throwing my hands up in the air and being like, what's going on? Why we're not going to have the I'm sticking with what I told what Mike said last week, what I said last week. I'm sticking with eight and four. My prediction for the season has not changed based on what I saw in week one. I'm not 
you know, I'm not too concerned. Yes, there are things that were concerning. There were plays that the play calling was like Marcus said, I was confused on the way, you know, the offense was running. I thought it would be more aggressive. You know, there were things like that. The offensive line didn't look the best. That needs to improve. So, you know, yes, those are things you got to work on. And you can count on it that Beamer is going to address these issues and they're going to work on them throughout the season and they're going to improve. I mean, Beamer preaches getting better every single day. That doesn't change once you're just in season. It's not, hey, the product in week one is the product we're going to get every single week. That's not how it is. So, you know, be patient with a new quarterback that's never played at South Carolina. I heard on another podcast earlier today, Utah, they couldn't practice humidity in the swamp. They couldn't practice that. They couldn't prepare for that. They could try. They could try to get in the mental heads, but they couldn't. South Carolina, they're going to try their best to prepare for Razorback Stadium. You know, but they, once they're there, they're there. That's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So you can't prepare for everything. And, you know, game speed is different. It's not practice. It's not going up against your guys. Georgia State was a good test. It was a good week one test. I liked, I liked that we had that game, and they're a solid team. And you know what? We showed that an, that an SEC team is going to beat the crap out of a Sunbelt team, a good Sunbelt team, and not even beat the crap out of but just handedly win. But, you know, the way they won, I think, is disappointing people. You know, it wasn't Rattler with four TDs and 300-plus yards and no interceptions. Our special teams balled out. That's how, that's how it works. So, you know, this this isn't changing how I look at the rest of the season. We're still preaching patience because each week, you know, it's one week at a time. They're going to practice. They're going to get better. And, you know, this, se- this season's not off the rails. So just keep it together. And that's the expectation going into it, Mike, when you say, mm. you know, like, you know, you expect an SEC team, regardless of who it is, if a team is coming from a lower conference, you, I mean, you just expect you, you you kind of expect the blowout. But that's I mean, football is changing. I mean, I think we saw that with North Carolina and App State. I mean, yeah. App State will bring a team to their stadium. You know, where they will bring a high that they get they get higher level schools to come to them. You know that I mean, it's it, there's multiple schools like. I mean, Shoot, Old that, Dominion, Old Dominion, Old. I mean, it's just football is. I mean, Jackson State. Jackson State will be competing with higher level schools a couple of years from now. I mean, so Marcus, is, I want to say this though, because people are going to look at it and they're going to be like, "Well, we're an SEC school." Look, I'm not saying you need to lower your expectations. The standard. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. And what you're saying is the landscape of college football is different. And when you're going into a week one game, and what did Beamer even say last week? He hated, he hates, hates week one games. Mm -hmm. That's why I give a lot of credit to the Notre Dames of the world, the Ohio States, the even Clemson last year against Georgia, Oregon this year. I give teams a lot of credit that actually have the balls to go out there and play some of these top five, top 10, top 15 matchups because you don't know what the hell you're going to see. You're going to have to try to install things a hell of a lot quicker. So there should 
so many unknowns, Marcus. But I just wanted to bring that up because people are going to probably hear what we're saying and be like, you know, we're, we're South Carolina, we're the yes. I get that. No one's disagreeing with that. But just like one game, slow and, down. And, and, and we're not we're not Alabama, we're not Georgia, where you have a where you have like a weld oil machine where you just pick mm-hmm. where you can just plug in because of the culture that's been built. You know, mm-hmm. w- w- once a yeah. culture of sustainability has been built, kind of like Alabama, like, you know, before, I mean, you, you just know week one, they're going to blow out a lower level opponent, opponent simply because discipline is kind of like just baked into who they are. You know, mm-hmm. not making mistakes is just baked into who we'll get to that point. We saw we saw it this weekend, Georgia and Oregon. We, we saw we saw literally that we saw yes. that they are, they lost a lot. They had great players last. They lost a lot. They didn't fall back. Uh, they crushed a, a top-ranked team that's not going to be top-ranked anymore. But they were, and they crushed them. Bringing it all, new, their new guys came in, and they didn't miss a beat because, like you said, that's that well-oiled machine it's, type it's, thing. We're not there. They found the formula. They, they they found that formula, and now okay, I know what player fits this culture mm-hmm. like I, I know what works in our mm-hmm. system and he's not deviating <laughs> from that and I mean again being at Alabama Georgia rich tradition guys are going to come there no matter what whether it's 80s 90s mm-hmm. 2030 2040 people are still going to be going to Alabama Georgia since because of because of how it's been shaped but if you're not those two teams Ohio State if you're not those three teams mistakes are mistakes are inevitable you know and that and that's something as a fan now as a fan i i completely forget because i'm yelling at the tv you know i I, i'm i'm uh i'm looking at the situation from like man god let's go let's get this thing rolling you know because uh hey coach beamer guy that's passionate and uh, he's got everybody passionate Mm -hmm. right now and everybody is wanting to see a, I mean, they just want to see an efficient product on the field. They want to see us mm-hmm. fast and efficient. And week one, okay, it, it it didn't happen, but a lot of good things did happen. And Juice Wells, Mike, you mentioned him earlier. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know, I, I I didn't know he was that. Uh, <laughs> his body was just so fluid, and and you know his routes were just crisp and. Uh, he just looks. Oh my god! I mean, he just looks like a a, a guy that's gonna be able to help us, you know, in that long stretch against really good teams. Like I, he can play against really good teams. He could go anywhere and play. You know, just mm-hmm. looking at that's, and that's and that's one of the reasons why I know on this platform I've said it on Gamecock Central. That's why I had people that I've known for years. I've had you know coaches who I've met over the years that had a game plan against them. They said, this guy's the real deal. He can play inside. He can mm-hmm. play outside. It's third down. Everyone in the stadium, including the mothers, know the ball's going to him. He doesn't He doesn't change who he is. He's not afraid of it. That's the reason why he had confidence going into this week, saying, you know, we're going to kill him. Like, that's just who he is now. You know, one of my favorite quotes of all time, Mike Tyson, everyone's got a game plan until you get punched in the face. He's got to take a hit. He's going to take that, you know, welcome to the SEC hit. That's going to be his moment. It happens to everybody. 
that will happen to him. How is he going to respond to that? I think he's going to respond positively. Um, I will say this, though, to go back to it. The offense, in my opinion, is although I said that it's going to take some time, there's going to be growing pains, all that kind of stuff, certainly they did not live up to at least the expectations that I personally had and probably for a lot of people had. The reason why I feel like the Monday morning quarterbacks are using a phrase by Nick Mute, Muse, um, the, uh, the, the, the fat dads on the couch, right? The reason why we're hearing so much of that today, and I'm not saying this about everyone, there's a lot of pink hat fans. There's a lot of pink hat fans who had high expectations, high, too high of expectations, 10 wins, this, that, this. The people that truly get it, they understand there's going to be growing. You can still be frustrated, but that's the reason why. That's the reason why this frustration today. This is game 14 under Beamer. A guy, and I know people hate hearing it over and over, a guy who came back in to this program, getting hired on December of 2020, replacing a coach in a program that had six wins combined those two previous seasons before he got here. That's not to excuse what we saw from an offensive standpoint. That's not to excuse anything that takes place this season. It's just bringing it back to reality. And the reality is, this isn't going to just happen overnight. And I think some people, the seven wins, the addition of Spencer Rattler, in their minds, they started just painting this image of, okay, hey, look, 10 wins, this, that. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Um, again, that's not to say that they can't do good things this year. It's just like, hey, look, there's still going to be growing pains. You could put, again, Tom Brady, for example, you put someone in right there, it's going to take some time. It's going to take time, but that's all right. Because I do think we saw a lot of good, we saw some young players make some plays. Mm -hmm. This team is going to be okay. I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, all three of us would probably say disappointed in the offense and how, mm -hmm. it, and how it performed in game one. I say I. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. All three Agreed. of us have all three of us have said that. Um, what what were people expecting? Yes, yes, I'm disappointed, but I think what you we said were, earlier, Nick, we were expecting. A, you said it you know, earlier. Normal. People expected Rattler. Some, some the Pink Cat fans, they expected to see Rattler throw four or five touchdown passes. They expected to see a fifty burger out there. They expected that. They didn't do their homework that Georgia State's a good team. <laughs> yes, some people knew that there's extra motivation for guys like, you know, Jemias Williams or a guy like, as we mentioned before, Sean Elliott, who did a tremendous job at South Carolina. And Marcus would know a hell of a lot better about that than us. But it, this team is going to be in a position to compete if they stay healthy in the Sun Belt. But that aside, that's not making excuses. This is an SEC team, okay? It's going to take some time. But just watch. You, I'm, I would not be shocked, even against Arkansas this week, Nick, to see this offensive line that everyone's talking about. And I get it, okay? It's not just the O-line. It's Rattler, too. It's the guys in the perimeter when they don't miss the, when they're missing their box and screens. You watch how just different things are going to look this week. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm looking at the glass half full, but just the Marcus, you know, this a hell of, you know, this better than anyone timing every little thing, right? We talk about, you know, any given Sunday, the game of inches, it's a game of seconds too. So Rattler's going to be in a better spot. He's going to know this team better. He's going to know where he has to stand in the pocket, when to get out, just that timing. Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm sipping the Kool-Aid. I just, I just think it's going to look different this week. That's that's what I'm saying is I just don't under – like, yes, I'm disappointed in the offense. I'm not throwing the season away. I'm not looking at it like, oh, wow, they're going to suck or, you know. If you're sitting here after week one and saying they're not going to win 10 games, what have we been saying this entire time? They're not going to win 10 games. <laughs> they're not going to win 10 games. We've said that. We've said seven and five. Eight and four is more realistic. Well, you know, yeah, there were disappointing things. You know, when Rat- when Rattler threw the second pick, yes, I was, like Marcus said, we're fans. We both went to the University of South Carolina. I was pissed. But I'm not giving up on the season. I'm, I didn't expect them to win 10 games. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not that worried. I think we are going to bounce back. We will be okay. And I think I agree, Mike. We're going to see a different team in week two. We're going to see an improved team. I'm not saying now don't take this and say, oh, the Georgia State game was a fluke. They're going to come beat Arkansas, then beat Georgia, then beat that. No, no. They're going to be an improved team. They're going to improve throughout this week. They're going to address the issues. And hopefully we see a better product on the field. And, you know, so we'll see. But that's what I I agree, Mike. And an improved team means less mistakes. That's all it is, Marcus. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's not it's 50 less, points. Or 40, thank you. Just less mistakes. I mean, and, and you know, it's it's like you're, you're out at sea and you've been sailing. And at first, you know, you're a little seasick. And then after a while, I mean, you get your sea legs, you know, and things start to smooth out. And some things, some things are, are some situations that you've been in in the past. You're able, you're you're able to respond a little bit differently than you did, but bef- before it it was all coming at you, you know. What I mean, I, I I just think about you know, I mean, if you just go into the mind of a, I mean, I know we're, we're we're I'm not singling out Spencer Rattler, but just all of the players, you know, you go into their mind. I mean, it, it's been a while, you know, it's been a it's, it's been a while, and I mean, obviously they're feeling all of this pressure. I mean, that's a that's a lot to manage, you know, and, and getting back out there, getting hit for the first time. I mean, my God, that that takes that that takes a little bit off of you, you know. So I mean, we, we we've been through it, and I I see nothing but up. I I, I do. I think things are going to be well. Um, just from a simply simply because of. I mean, golly, we, we we have weapons. Like we do have weapons. It's just going to take some time for it to jail. We we got some weapons. That's exact. That's exactly what I came. I came away with the same thing. I mean, yeah. Did Marshawn Lloyd have a crazy game that everyone's talking around around the country? No, but I did see him do things that I was like, oh crap. Mm-hmm. Like I, you when saw, he, you he saw bounced that run. Nick, he bounced that run out to the side. I was like, I, I mean, I, I hadn't, I hadn't seen the guy make a cut like that in a minute. Like, I mean, he bounced it three, three levels out. 
you know, I would like, I would honestly, if I'm just being, I would like to have seen him stick it in there a little bit more in the inside, you know, keep it inside on some runs. But I mean, there was run, one run. I mean, they were going into our territory, maybe on the 15 yard line. He bounced it out three levels. And I mean, Okay, there's nothing wrong with his knee anymore. We didn't That's see the first him. Thing that came we didn't mind. see him run like that last year. No. What does this that, do? That for was Marcus? my first thought. What does this do? Because Nick, you brought it up from a national standpoint. It's not going to be, you know, making the front page of ESPN. But to be able to come back, right? Christian Beal Smith banged up. Marshawn had more opportunities. We can get into Jaheim Bell a little bit. Um, Nostradamus over here making predictions about, you know, Jaheim Bell running the ball 100 times this year, Marcus. Uh, but we, we saw 93 we saw away. I'm 93 carries away. Start scratching them down. And we, we brought it up. We brought it up. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later, but 107.5 The Game actually played the audio from this very podcast on their airwaves, I think a day after when you made that prediction. And uh, people are calling in, laughing at it. And I'm not directly at you saying, can't see that happening okay look what's going on right now but marcus for for marshawn though you've gone through this before you've gone through this before different circumstances right in terms of it was two years away you know ago but point being is this he's able to go out there and last year and he mentioned it he didn't realize how much of a mental hurdle it would be to come back he says he's in a better place now that he's not worried about how others perceive okay i'm trying to impress this person or that person i'm just going out and just being myself he's able to go out there and have a game like that number one from an injury standpoint i'm sure it does wonders in terms of your confidence like hey look i can do that you know hurdling dudes like he was back in high school like we saw from his highlight reel making some of those cuts, scoring two touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air. What does a game like that do when you're coming back from an injury, regardless of how long ago it was, just to be able to have something that you could look at and be like, hey, look, I can do it. I still can do it. Well, you feel relieved. Uh, first off, it's, it's, it's like a breath of fresh air to get back out on the field and I mean, to me, it doesn't look like he was thinking at all. You know, he was just reacting and responding. And I mean, obviously, he has his the the buoyancy in his knees are there. I mean, and there, there's nothing to really worry about when he's when he's when he's doing his thing. You know, and his running style is just it's unique to him. Everybody has a running style that's unique to him. And I mean, he's able to make people miss. You know, I mean that that's his. That's what makes Marshawn Lloyd who he is, his ability to make people miss. And I mean, which is, I mean, quite frankly, just not a popular, not, not a, not a popular trade at running back. You wish it, you wish everybody had that ability, you know, but some, I mean, he, he can do that. And I mean, 11 carries falling on the ground, getting hit, getting back up, bouncing back up, not thinking about your knee. Over and over, it's just – you mentioned it earlier. It's just building your confidence. That's all it's doing. It's building your confidence and letting you know I'm still that guy. I'm still that guy that came out as the five-star. I'm still that guy, mm -hmm. and nothing's nothing's really changed. 
Um, now, obviously, the speed of the game is going to be a little bit different next week. You know, so I, you know, he, he, he's got to be able to stick it in there. You know, there were a few runs that I wish he would have kept it inside, you know. But, I mean, heck, I'm not out there. You know, I don't have mm-hmm. his eyes. I don't have his vision. That's, you know, that's the last thing. You know, as a running back coach, I never told a guy where to run, you know. Trust your eyes. Trust your instincts. And and and, and as long as you're playing fast, if you make the wrong read, you make the wrong read. But, I mean – there are some situations where, you know, selfishly, if if I'm if I'm if I'm analyzing the game, I wish he would have kept it in kept it inside because uh, he's gonna have to do that next week, you know, uh, with Arkansas and you know the teams in the SEC, you 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 just can't bounce it outside. You, you, I mean, there there there's defensive ends that are running four six, you know, four six and four five, and um, you know they they'll make that tackle, you know, and that's just the reality of it. You know, keep 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 that thing. He's fast. Don't get me wrong. I mean, God, he's way faster than I was. But he and, and again, he can use that speed. You know, just keep just keep it inside. But I mean, his confidence is building. You know, I'm 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 so excited for him, man. He he's, um, you know, even that play on the pylon. I mean, you you see the replay of it where he's bending and he he's turning a little bit just to get it inside the pylon. That's, I mean, that that was just so good to see because he was balanced on both legs, and um, golly, uh, we're, we're gonna need him. I mean, we're gonna need him every game if we're gonna. Uh, Nick, it was what proje- the projections eight and four. If we're going For eight and four, we're gonna. Me and Mike both said eight and four. That was our. If fault. we're go- if we're gonna win eight games, we need Marshawn. We need Marshawn to play well for all twelve games. Like I mean, we, he 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 has to play well. Our success offensively is a lot is determined on, uh, d- determined on, on on what he can do. And I mean, obviously, he's not doing it alone. Um, you know, a, a big part of that is the healthiness of the offensive line. But uh, the 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 gauntlet is, is starting next week, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we need him. We need him big time. Mike, was that was was his touchdown? I forget. Was that a one yard? Did they call that a one yard t- rushing touchdown? Something like that. It was within maybe one three. two something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that was the it's, hardest be working one it. yard be, touchdown yeah. I've ever seen. He worked. He knows hard he's going to get that. hit. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that wasn't you look on ESPN if you're not paying attention to the game you say one yard touch oh he just ran it in it was easy nothing happened that's not impressive you watch it hits the outside like Mark kept it, said, kept his balance kept his balance gets inside the pylon gets the touch I was like I literally that's what I thought watching it I was like that was the most that was the most impressive one yard rush <laughs> from from that who's, guy who stood out to you guys anyone else in particular. Anyone that you just said, I mean, like for me, just seeing what Jalen Brooks did. I, I was, was just about incredible. to say Jalen Brooks Brooks, how can we not him talk come about back? So fast. Led the team, led the team in receiving. He he looks like a man that's truly on a mission after not having a, an opportunity to play football since the Tennessee game last October. Um, he's a guy that comes to my mind. I mean, Mo Cobb did a good job defensively. No. I okay. thought okay. Now, was he that fast last year? He was that fast last year, too, wasn't he? Jalen Brooks, 
I mean, the guy. We was, just didn't he, get he, to see it. We didn't get to see it because he was away from the team for personal reasons. Ah, uh, yeah. He, was, he made I that mean, phenomenal catch against speed. Georgia. Yep. He has already yeah. over half. And he looks like himself. He has over half of what he had last year <laughs> in one game. And, you know, you can't, you can't not talk about how he was playing. I mean, I think it was, what, four receptions, 88 yards? Lightning. Yep. Like, I, I how many. catch down the sideline. How many South Carolina fans wouldn't have been able to pick Jalen Brooks out? Right. Who he was. Right. He had a hell of a especially, especially with the new number, too. Exactly. <laughs> hey, but, but, you, I mean, Spencer Rattler. I mean, you, we, saw, we saw flashes of his ability to extend plays. And at the end of the day, you, he just got that. That's a quality that you just can't coach. You you can't you can't coach what's about to happen with Patrick Mahomes. You can't coach what, what used to happen with Johnny Menzel. He is in that category. Like he's in that category of a guy who can okay, ain't nothing there. The let let's let's scramble receivers, get open. Like mm-hmm. if you're short, go deep. If you're if you're deep, come back. And keeping his eyes downfield, making that throw. I mean, it's that more of that to come more of that to come for sure because i mean heck he's uh again that was his first game you know first game in the carolina uniform get get all of the jitters out get all of that stuff out and i mean go play ball go be you and i'm i'm pretty sure well i i know for certain you know coach satterfield coach beamer they know who he is i mean he's a guy who can do that and I, shoot, I was excited when I saw that. Marcus, I'm glad you brought him up though, because you know this game. You've played this game. You played at South Carolina. Some people are just going to look at the box score. They're going to look at the two interceptions, one which, you know, got tipped. Receiver should have caught that. Not his fault. Um, not his fault. You know, but they're going to look at some of the incompletions. They're going to look at the QBR. We saw that today, right? Bottom of the SEC or 12. Whatever the case may be, Last and everyone, all these people get so caught up on these stats. That's what they see. What did you see though that makes you say, "Hey, that's something that was a positive"? Because I get it. You want to look at the stat stat sheet. You could tell any story, right, left, right. What did you see? What did your eyes show you, Marcus? Well, that 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 flick of the wrist. Where I mean, he just—I mean, he just lets it go, quick, quicker than quicker than the average quarterback. Uh, that's always beautiful to see with him. I, I mean, I, I see a guy who's—I see a guy who's confident, and 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 a guy who wants to win the game. You know, I mean, it's just as simple as that. Mistakes are going to happen. I mean, I think Trey Lance is like like the only person who never threw an intercept. He he in twenty nineteen, I saw a stat he. Had twenty eight touchdowns and zero inception. That never—I mean—that never happens. You, you know, when you have a guy who is a uh, extender of plays, who is a fantastic athlete, who you know loves the fun and gun, loves to throw the ball around. Mistakes are going to happen. Interceptions are going to happen. Can, can you judge his performance based off of that? Yes and no, because, I mean, yeah, protect the ball. I get it. Yeah, we got to protect the ball. But at the end of the day, 
this is this is the quarterback that we have. We have a guy who is literally a game changer at quarterback. Now, now I mean, that's not always everybody doesn't have a game changer at quarterback. You know, like it, he he's the guy like who can he can rally us and, and we can win the whole game because like part mostly because of him. You know, we like to say this is a team game, but Tom Brady, I mean, come on. Yeah, yes, yes, you got yes. I'm not I'm not saying that all of the other factors don't matter, but Manziel, he won a lot of games by himself. Mahomes, he wins a lot of games when he extends plays. When when th- when we don't know what's going to happen. Uh you look at Josh Allen at with the Bills, he wins a lot of games when you don't know what's going to happen. You know, when when things are unstructured, when the the offensive coordinator calls the wrong play, they can make something happen. That's the kind of guy that we got. Uh and I'm I'm going to ride with a guy like that. It, number one, it's a, it's a lot. The, the game is a lot more exciting. Mm-hmm. And then two, like, it's just, I mean, he wants to win. He wants to win. And you, and you see it like, yeah, you, you saw him, you know, the sense of urgency that he had after that play, you know, he was trying to rally the guys and get them going. And I mean, let, let him be him. And, and, and you know, mistakes will come, but at the end of the day, we just coach him up and let him let him let him continue to do that. Uh, um, it's the running game. The running game is going to be a big big part of it. But what Spencer Rattler does, I think, weighs a big weighs a ton. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so I'll touch on Rattler, and then I do have a question for you guys. But first, with Rattler, but well, one with a quarterback that can win, win a game. I mean, we saw it at an SEC team with Florida and Anthony Richardson. He was the mm. best player on the field. He won He won that game. It was a very good game. He won that game. And Rattler, I agree, is that type of guy. Am I going to rate Rattler's performance an A+. Nope. Definitely not. No. What am I looking at? Because like you, like Marcus said, mistake mistakes happen. He made mistakes. Yes, he, not a perfect game by any means. Lots to improve on. What I'm looking at is his arm talent, his ball placement, you know, his ability to move in the pocket. You know, it wasn't amazing because the O-line wasn't holding up great. You know, he was still learning. You could tell there that he it was a learning experience. It was his first time in Willie B in a Carolina uniform. But those things, Marcus, you just said, those flashes of his talent were what? made me excited because you ha- that guy is the quarterback at the University of South Carolina and he's only going to get better. If that's if that doesn't excite you then I don't know you just watched a team use four quarterbacks. We opened the season with Zed Nolan last year. <laughs> I'm pretty happy. Thank you Zeb, you did a lot for us, but I'm pretty happy with Spencer Rattler and how he played because he had a lot of talent. And you saw that talent, but it has to become more consistent. You got to take care of the ball. And if anyone comes up to me and tries to say Rattler had two picks, he sucks. He had one pick that was his fault. And the other one should have been caught. So you obviously didn't watch the game. <laughs> if that's what you're telling me. And that's your argument. 
Um, so you can't look at a stat line. Like Mike said, you can't look at a stat line and make an assumption on how someone played because he had flashes of his talent, but overall performance, you know, I wouldn't rate an A plus. I probably wouldn't rate it a B. I mean, but he's got a lot of, he's got ways to go and he's going to improve. And the question I actually have for you guys is do you, Marcus just talked about how Arkansas, you know, Lloyd is going to have Rattler, Lloyd, all the Wells, they're all going to have to be ready for, you know, that better talent, a different environment. Do you think there was some playing down to the opponent on Saturday? Mm. Georgia State is talented. Georgia State has a lot of talent that, I mean, quite frankly, could be playing at South Carolina. It's true. Uh, was there some playing down? That's such a good question. I I don't know if it was playing down. I I I, I don't. I, I just I just feel like the first game against a quality opponent where you know, the likelihood of mistakes and penalties and a lot of things happening, the likelihood goes up when you play a better, when you play a quality opponent. Um, Yeah. uh, The the conference is what like just is, is, is the thing that people see. And it's like, ah, ah, we should have beat them by way more than that because of the conference that they're in. But golly, I mean, (laughs) that, they get the same talent we do. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, you know, these guys maybe just were a, a inch shorter or they weigh 10 pounds less. <sighs> Mike, I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know how I would put a percent on it, but it was something that we've talked about before that for the majority of this team, outside of the Brad Johnsons of the world, outside of the Eric Douglases of the world, outside of the guys that are super seniors for the most part. They don't know what handling success looks like. Even a guy like Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, Austin Stogner, Christian Beal Smith, guys that are coming here, Terrell Dawkins, Devonnie Reed, they don't know what success looks like at South Carolina. So you come in here, and I'm not saying, especially the guys I just named, I'm not saying everyone felt this way. But I do believe that some of the players will probably feel feel themselves a little bit, hearing how good they are, because this is a new feeling for them. They're not used to people on campus having this type of excitement about them. Again, the majority of this team, you have to go back to the 2017 season. When they won the Outback Bowl, right? And they went to the the uh, the Belt Bowl, the then Belt Bowl, which is obviously a bowl game that many game fans don't want to remember. <laughs> After that, it was it was downhill from a win loss standpoint. But the point being is, a lot of these players don't know what it's like to handle success or what playing the following year after having a quote unquote successful season uh, at South Carolina. So I, I think there's parts of it. I think that. For some of these guys, but we can look at it as a whole, as a team, they needed this. They needed a little bit of a wake-up call. Like, hey, look, yeah, you know what? You got some dudes. 
you got some dudes on both sides of the ball. You got some dudes on special teams. Don't matter if you can't produce. You have to go put it out there in the field. So I say all that because I want to transition before we wrap things up about for both of you. And I'm going to bring this back because we haven't brought up something that needs to be said, but I'm doing that on purpose. Okay. So we will get to that. There's a reason why I haven't said anything yet. What do you guys want to see this week against Arkansas? What will make you personally feel better about this team after week two? I, what I want to see is a more confident O-line, a more confident and stable offensive line. I don't know if I will see that because, you know, we just talked about how they were playing against Georgia State, and we've talked all this podcast about how they're about to go up against a much better team in Arkansas in week two. So I don't know if we're actually going to see it. I think we'll see improvement. But, I mean, I want to see a more stable, confident offensive line. I also want to see a more aggressive, you know, play calls. That, that's what I'd want to see. Um, because, I mean, like you just said, we got some guys. We got, we got some dogs on the South Carolina, like some great players who, with great talent. And, you know, I want to see them do well. But I think these little things need to be fixed if you're going to see that. Agreed. Match, match their physicality. I mean, I mean, Arkansas, Arkansas is going to try to run the ball. You know, mm-hmm. um, damn right they're gonna. They, they they're going to try to run the ball. We we have to match their physicality, or or it'll be. I mean, it's just going to get ugly. It, I I mean, it has it has a potential to get ugly if we don't match their physicality. Now, that's just that's just being real, but s- simply because of like how they recruit and you know their their head coach. I mean, being the, being the offensive line guy, and you know, and them boys, them boys in Arkansas, Alabama. I mean that they they're gonna run the ball, and, and that's basically saying I'm better than you. Like I'm I'm just better than you. F- from that stamp, like football is that. You know, you know, we try to complicate it. It's it's blocking, it's tackling, it's put the best, it's put the ball in the best player's hands. It's it's, it's, it's those three things, and, and it's blocking and tackling. I mean, it's man, be physical, be physical, be physical running the football, be physical on defense, uh, just be physical, or or it won't it won't be pretty. It, it, I mean, our. Like it's it's just that team that's it's like the Kentucky of the West, you know. Kentucky's always physical, and I mean, there's a lot of times when they just they would just say, "We just gonna run it down your throat," and they did they did it to us during my time, and you know after. So, um, that's it, Mike. We we we, we got to run the ball against them. Need to run the ball. Not just need to be able to run the ball, need to be more complete in just all three phases, right? And there's a reason why I didn't bring up special teams. It's become an area that is expected now. I posted this today on Gamecock Central, did a little research the other night. 
In 14 games, South Carolina has now blocked six kicks. Six, 14 games. Yeah. In South Carolina's previous, previous ball, 49 games, okay? In South Carolina's previous 49 games before that, that goes back to the 2016 Birmingham Bowl against USF, okay? South Carolina had blocked six kicks. So I say all that because, look, Beamer Ball, give big credit to Pete Lembo and just getting guys to buy into it. Pete Lembo deserves a lot of credit. Okay? Mm-hmm. Beamer Ball, no question. Lembo deserves a lot of credit for Rick getting guys Tanner, to buy give in. him a raise. Yep, and give credit to Beamer for making special teams a priority. Shocker, right, that a Beamer's making special teams a priority by hiring a special teams coordinator. You're going to need a more complete game this week, and here's why. You block two kicks. What's going to happen, Marcus? Teams are going to want to be able to stay back a little bit longer when they're blocking. And what's that going to do? That's going to allow a guy like Josh Van an opportunity to break a kick. You're going to have to do things in different ways on special teams. So I bring that up because, because that is an area of the game. We're talking about being more complete. I know it's still special teams. They need to be able to win in other ways other than just blocking kicks to be able to win special teams. They did great things, right? Big punt by Kay Kroger, who's also named to the Ray Guy Super 8 as one of the top punters of the week. You can go vote for him right now. It's a fan vote. Go to, uh, I think you can go to the Ray Guy on Twitter. You'll be able to find that, vote for him. But teams know it's the Beamer name. Teams see what took place the other night. Teams saw what took place last year when they had two block kicks in their opener. Teams are going to be a little more more hesitant about sending an extra gunner a little quicker. They're going to wait a little bit longer. And because of that, that can be a good thing. So I would not be shocked to see South Carolina disguise a couple things this week and prepare to return more kicks and not necessarily put as much pressure on the punter in comparison to week one. It's a week-to-week thing, right? You see different things. We saw some of the things. I went back and watched the tape. The special teams was a big big part of my career in college after getting hurt so much. Georgia State, I don't know what they were doing on some of those things. Blocking down when when South Carolina, that second one, um, when they were overloading it to the left, I mean, they were literally blocking down, and it was kind of like, ole, you know, here you go. Come on in, you know. Here's a seat. Here's a seat at the bar. So I say that because Arkansas is going to be ready. Arkansas is not going to be dumb. Um, at least I don't think they're going to be dumb going into this game. So what I want to see is how does South Carolina respond this week on special teams? Because everyone's going to tell them how great they are. I'm telling you right now, Mitch Jeter setting records for, for program first time in USC history that a kicker had kicked 50 yard field goals more than once in the game. First time kicking is two for two in his career. Not bad, kid. Watch Josh Van or watch one of the punt returners this week. I'm telling you. I have a feeling that this is a week that South Carolina could break a big one, and we need it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I mean, Nick, you 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 mentioned it earlier. Um, you know, we made a lot of big plays on special teams, and the, and those plays on special teams, like, I mean, that's our edge. That is our edge. That's what's going to keep us in the game. Winning that turnover battle, uh, it puts us in good field position. It's uh. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, you, what was I mean? What was strange, Mike? I don't know if you because you were in the stadium. I don't know if you really, uh, if you were able to experience it. But when Frank Beamer was talking, Frank Beamer came up and mm-hmm. talked on on set for SEC yep. Plus. When that when exactly when he was talking, we blocked that punt. I thought that was just so strange, like how. And he turned to Chris Dorian because I spoke with Chris about it later. He's like Beamer Ball. That's what he's like. That that was that was pretty cool. That was it fun. was. Let's I mean, wrap it up with this. Oh, Nick, you go. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, you just said Beamer Ball. I mean, how great of it is to watch. I also watched it on TV, Marcus, and yeah, you're you're sitting there. I mean, Mike saw it in the mm. stadium. You're sitting there after a blocked punt. And you're seeing Beamer running up and down the sidelines, going crazy. And yes, it's Beamer. That's who he is. He shows passion. He shows love for it. But you're telling me that's not that's that's Beamer ball. That yes. is a special. That is a coach that has coached special teams at multiple schools, and he has mm-hmm. emphasized it, and it is working. I agree with I agree with Mike. It's not going to work like that every week. And the thing is, if you take away those two blocked punts, and you take away that, you know, we, we could be looking at a 21 14 football game against Georgia state that no one would want to see that. We would have been a lot more disappointed talking on this podcast right now, but you know, that's, that's their game. And they did a great job. Pete Lambeau did a great job. Jeter, how the fit two fifty plus in his debut two 52, the first one, 51, the second one, right. I'm glad you smack dab up. down the middle. Like what? I'm the glad heck? you brought that up about Beamer jumping around. Here's the thing about that. I see Kentucky, I think it was, you know, different fan bases having fun. Oh, he's a corny dude. Like, you know, he's celebrating against, you know, a, a group five team. Here's the thing. You're missing the point. And probably about 99% of those people that responded have never played football. You want to know why? By Beamer doing that, it's doing something that you need to be able to do if you want to have a good special team team. You need to get your players excited to play special teams. Mm. They see him mm. reacting that way, right? You can preach all you want yes. about how, you know, 90% of the teams that when they block a kick, they win a game. How field position's important, right? When you start on the plus side in comparison to the minus side, like, you know, just the differentials and the percentages that go up when you start near the 40 or whatever the case may be. They see him get excited. You know what that does? It gets the players excited. It gets players excited to want to be on special teams. You know, guys like Nick Muse, who if he didn't come back to make a difference on special teams, he wouldn't be with with the uh, Vikings right now. Special teams is huge for multiple reasons. But when you're at that college, when you are playing for South Carolina, you need to be excited to be out there on the field. So when I see that, I see a guy that we know, right? Frank Beamer, Beamer Ball, that kind of stuff. That's great. But you know what, though? That means absolutely nothing if you're not actually showing them how much you care about it. So by him yes. jumping around, that gets the players excited, man. They want to be on that because there's guys, and Marcus, you know this, right? A lot of those guys might not have ever played special teams, mm-hmm. but he's playing some. I mean, shoot, Marshawn Lloyd was out there. He's playing some of these top dudes. Why? Because he knows how important it is. And some of these guys could easily, and I've seen it at other schools, I don't want to play special teams. Dudes want to be on this unit. Dudes mm-hmm. want to be on the punt block unit. Why? Because you see how much of an impact it's making. Two punt return for touchdowns, two block kicks return for touchdowns. That's why 
you're getting the results because you have people that care because he cares in limbo. And I'll leave it with this. Because of that point, because we have a selfless team, because when special teams are important, that means you have a bunch of selfless dudes in your locker room. Because of that, when things get tough, like they're going to get next week against Arkansas, when adversity hits, we will not bend. We're going to bend, but we will not break. We will not break because of that, because we're going to get stronger when adversity hits. So, And since we're going with closing statements, I will say, um, Beamer, we've talked about this all summer long. Beamer has brought excitement and a different energy and love and enthusiasm to South Carolina. Mike was just talking about what he's done for his players, what he's done for the fans. I mean, I'd run through a brick wall if Shane Beamer hyped me up for it. I don't, when he's running up and down the field, I'm going crazy and I'm watching it on a laptop or a phone, wherever I am. I mean, he has brought a passion and a and just, you know, an excitement that it wasn't around. He walks into a room, every every student, every fan stands up, is clapping, is excited, is cheering. I mean, it's different now. And so that that also comes with the expectations and the passion. But I mean, that energy that I'm proud to be a gamecock because of that energy. And I I love it. He 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 called me two weeks ago, Nick. And when he called me, you know, Shane Beamer pops up on your phone. And it's just like, oh, doesn't, doesn't matter who you are. It's just like, oh, shoot. You know, hey, like, coach, man. Yeah, yeah your, your heart started beating a little bit faster. But now nah, he was just calling to check in, see how I'm doing. Uh, I'm just like, man, I was so ready for the game after that. I was so <laughs> ready at, for, like, for the game. And I'm just like, I'm in, like, I'm, I'm invested more than I've ever been as, a, as an alumni uh, because of who he is. And let's, let's get it rolling. We do have to end it on one more thing, though, because we didn't have you on the show last week, Marcus, but I think it's actually even better to be able to do it now. Your teammate, Jadavian Clowney, becomes the fifth game yes. to have his jersey retired. I thought it was an awesome way of how they went about things, the university. I mean, give credit. I mean, people want to say stuff about, you know, the athletic department when they make mistakes or when they feel like they're not doing good things. Give credit to that entire athletic department that put on that atmosphere that made the the experience of going to the game that much better. Now, I did say this, you know, the Wi-Fi could pick up for the fans, but I'm just doing that because I'm voicing. I may have been able to get the media password still from the stands, but that's not the point. So I'm out there with you guys. I'm going to help you guys. I just maybe had a little bit better juice in my Wi-Fi that night. But Marcus, going back to this, Clowney gets his jersey retired. Special honor. A guy that, I mean, shoot, look, yeah, of course that hit's going to be time All-American. A guy that still holds records for the most sacks in program history in a season. A guy that also holds the most tackles for a loss in a season in program history. He did a lot more than just have one hit. He was more than a one-hit wonder. And you saw it up close every single day. Everybody... Any anybody that come that I come in contact with always asks me who's the best player that I've ever seen, ever ever been around, ever watched. 
you know, I've been around Patrick Willis. I've seen Peyton Manning live. I've seen Richard Sherman live. I've seen like all these guys. And I mean, Jadavion Clowney as a 10th grader is the best player that I've ever, ever been around, ever seen. Greatest talent that I've ever seen. Uh, um, one of the funniest human beings you'll ever be around. Uh, there'll never be another Jadavion Clowney. It's it's just as simple as that, and nobody should ever put that. What just seven made him? What made him so special, though? What made him just like on the outside, right? Everyone just sees just this freakishly, athletically gifted individual. But what was it about him outside of that that allowed him to take that next step to become one of the greatest Gamecocks of all time? Yeah. He said it in his interview. He said it in the interview going back into the second half, when they were going to the second half. And this is who he is. Fun. He never stopped having fun. You know, in the NFL, he kind of described it as oh, it's more of a business now. And that was kind of really telling for me. You know, that was telling for me. But when you look back on his career in high school, which I saw him up close and personal because we scrimmaged him and he had like seven sacks in the quarter. Uh, in college, obviously, you know, he was my teammate. He always had fun. He had fun at practice. He had fun in the game. He had fun in the locker room. He played football because it was fun for him. When you never lose that element of yourself, when you never lose that element of the game, I mean, it's just you. I think you're you're going. You end up being great at it. I mean, it's just you, you just like fall into greatness, and that's what he is. That 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 word right there in itself. He, he never stopped having fun, and and uh, he made it fun for us. He he made it fun for all of us because I mean, he sometimes he talked junk. Sometimes he'd be you know, loud mouthing. Sometimes he, it, that's just who he is, man. It's just like, he was just so fun to be around. That's my brother. I love him and uh, happy for him. I mean, now, now put him in the hall of fame and c- c- cement his legacy. No, I agree. I mean, that was awesome to see. And uh, it's, it's fun to hear, hear you talk about it and how much fun he had playing, because if anyone thinks he's a one hit wonder, you're insane. You're absolutely <laughs> insane. And then just he, last, he, he's a one-hit wonder, all right. He was the number one, number one overall high school player, and then the number one overall pick. Yeah, that's a one-hit yeah, wonder, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> and um, so, who do you think Marcus should be the next Gamecock to have their mm. jersey retired? Mm. I mean how how can you not how can you not go with Connor Shaw? I, I, I just I, how can you not how can you not put Connor Shaw in there? I mean, it, it to to argue that is like arguing with a brick wall. I mean, the dude is most winningest quarterback in in school history. Never lost. Never <laughs> he never lost the game. Look, you brought when you brought. I forgot about that, Nick. That's you said the, that like a couple podcasts ago. That's that's the coolest stat. I I just that, like how how period 
how dope do you like that? That is called owning a university. <laughs> like you are the guy. That stat Ever. is insane. He never, never lost at Willie B. Never. Like I, that's insane. I mean, that would be next for me if I'm on that committee. I mean, just simply because of that stat and God, like he did it with class. <laughs> He 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 had he had swagger and he had class at the same time. Uh, that's and never lost in Williams Bryce. So I won't dig too deep into it, Marcus. I know you're a humble man, but that conversation, as you can imagine, has has popped up on Gamecock Central's Insider Forum many many times since the announcement of Clowney getting his jersey retired, and many people have thrown your name out there, Alshon's name out there. Um, you know, regardless if, if it were to ever happen, I'm sure it's just an honor just to know that there's so many fans, especially, you know, that feel that way about you. Yeah, it's it's surreal. It's surreal for you to even say that, you know. I'm one of the people. There's many more, but by the way, I'm one I'm one of the people. <laughs> Unfortunately, Nick and I aren't on the committee, but there are some people that uh that are and uh we'll see. We'll see who will be the next Gamecock, because certainly from that era, that group that you played with, Marcus, so many guys who have strong cases um, yeah. that you could say could have their jersey retired. Guys, we're going to wrap things up here tonight on uh, taping this on a Tuesday. I got to get ready. We got a big show coming up here back in Boston. Patriots kick off their season this weekend. But um, always good talking with you guys Some Gamecock action. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a nice five-star review. And be ready to do this again next week. Next week, we'll be talking post-game of the Arkansas game. And then it is Georgia. dang Razorbacks. (sighs) One game at a time, folks. We appreciate you listening. We'll do it again next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.